cool. All right. Well, maybe maybe I can hang a tiny hat on it then. Maybe not a full size one, but like a little one for like maybe a like like a, like a thimble. It's a thimble hat. Yeah, it's like the one that Stuart Little wears. Exactly. I was about to say like in a fictional mouse that can talk and wears people clothes. Exactly. <laughs> that works out. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. I am officially done with the no longer sparse Dunsparce. Oh, oh boy, that one registered on the Richter scale. Where exactly are these Snubble getting their clothes from? I almost forgot. One last bundle. For the road, of course. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 93. It's May 12th, a Tuesday evening. My name is Chris, your host. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How's it going, man? It's going. It's going. Can you believe it's already been another week? No, I can't. Time is literally disappearing right now well it's only been six days so uh because we recorded on wednesday last week so that was a trick question you navigated that beautifully by the way okay welcome to the show everybody before we get started we have two quick little shout outs for patrons this week a brand new patron by the name of samantha thank you so much for your patronage we appreciate it and a returning patron splinteris with an upgrade to the ten dollar tier thank you so much for your continued patronage and I guess your increased confidence in our ability <laughs> to entertain you. All right. Okay, Mr. Kyle, before we get started with all the news and all the hullabaloo that is Pokemon Go, especially in this current state of affairs that we're all in, let's review what our weeks, let's review what our goals were from last week and uh, square up. Let's do it. Okay. How ready on a scale of one to 10 are you? 10 being very ready, one being I'd rather not right now. Uh, How ready ten. are you to use? Oh, okay. I dig the confidence. Well, we'll have you go first then. Your three goals were to the tune of finish the Johto research. I did it. Okay. That was done. You wanted to get 12 shinies on Saturday, which was your play day for Philadelphia. And that was not counting Snubble, right? I think I think that's what I decided. No, you wanted to count Snubble. Oh, man. I played that whole day not counting Snubble. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, then I oh, killed whoo. it. Then I killed All it. All right. Okay, awesome, awesome. That's two for two so far. And then you wanted to get 300,000 Stardust, as that was the benefit for the Philadelphia Safari Zone. I did it. I got approximately that much. I don't remember my exact starting number, but I have more Stardust now than I have had in like nine months. (laughs) What does that number look like? (laughs) 581,000. Wow, look at you, man. You don't even PvP. What what sort of excuse do you have to have no oh that's right, you're maxing things out how quickly <laughs> I'll we PvP forget. eventually. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. When you run out of uh, ghosts. <laughs> it's almost there. I'm almost there. You're getting there, man. Well, congratulations on your A plus, your one hundred percent. Is that two weeks in a row? <laughs> that By is golly. Two weeks in a row. It sure is. Well, let's see if I can't follow suit. For myself, I wanted to snag two shiny snubble since there was that research event this weekend, which we will, yes, talk about <laughs> extensively. Uh, I did snag those. I wanted to finish the Johto research as well. Knock that thing out in like two days. It was great. I wanted to get 10 shinies on Saturday, which was our play day again for Philadelphia. Did do that handily. By handily, I mean exactly 10. <laughs> and 400,000 Stardust. 
I did manage to do that, but by the skin of my teeth. And I had to spend a fair amount as well. So I'm sitting at, I think, 320K, but I powered up and added special moves to two additional Pokemon, which was like over 100,000 in costs for a Forest Cup that we did for our Discord. So shout out to Camo McG for taking the first place in our Forest Cup this month, by the way. It was a lot of fun. We did a Zoom hangout. It was great. Just, Just kicked it for a little bit with each other. It was awesome. But uh, before we do move on to the news here, one last thing, Kyle, I know you're like, come on, can we just get the ball rolling? No. (laughs) First, first, we forgot last week, but this week, what is your Unova Dex number at? I'm at 89. I'm at 89. I'm at 93. (laughs) I'm at 93. No, yes. 93. So what, you got one new evolution since? I, I did, like the day after... We recorded last week. I don't remember. <laughs> I went through and I did one just to be safe, and I never did another one. <laughs> uh, oh man, that is so funny. Okay, well, well, let's hop into the news since there's nothing else stopping us. And the first piece of news is, of course, to kind of review the things that happened this past weekend, which was Safari Zone for Philadelphia and the Snubble Research Event. Let's start with the good news. Let's start with Safari Zone. So why don't you, Mr. Kyle, list and enumerate the exciting catches and experiences that you had during your Safari Zone play session? Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is the spawns were ridiculous. For me, at least. Like, there were so many spawns that with an incense, I couldn't keep up with catching. Oh, 100%. And that's how I was going to quick catch, which I wasn't feeling like doing today for that day. Okay, yeah, the spawn rate was incredible. It was very good. Shinies. My shiny luck was not good while I was out playing. I I went out for like, I don't know, three and a half hours. And then the park that I was at was getting more populated than I was comfortable being outside with anymore. Yeah. So I went home and then I just caught Pokemon at home for the remaining time. My total Pokemon caught was more at home than out at the park for shinies. What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? Got three shiny Ponyta. Oh. Two shiny Alolan Sandshrew. Two shiny Poliwag. Shiny Bronzor. Shiny Barboach. Two shiny Voltorb, one of which was from the free research. Mm-hmm. Shiny Alolan Vulpix. Whoa. What? Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, that was the last one I caught like five minutes before the end of the event. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Shiny Meryl, which, by the way, I didn't realize was still in the game. Yep. So that's pretty great. That's my second one of that family. Still shiny, Kyle. Still shiny. And uh, Shiny Zangoose, which was the one I really wanted from everything. Well, how many Snubble did you end up snagging? Three. All right. Well, we had a pretty similar experience, except you just did way better than I did. I snagged largely the same types of shinies that you did, except that you have a bunch. Man, I was really going hard for Yanma, let me just tell you. And it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. But I did happen to snag, prior to the spawns, a shiny Mischievous. Nice. A shiny Poliwag, and then two Voltorbs, one right before I finished the research, and then literally like five (laughs) minutes later, I finished the research and got him, and it evolved that one because better IVs. Uh, I grabbed three Snubble, one's a Granbull. Woohoo. Uh, a Zangoose, a Ponyta, and another horsey. Just really throwing it back to go fest, you know? Oh, God. I was I was so <laughs> hesitant every time I clicked on a horsey. I was like, oh, no. Please oh, no. no more. I've Please already no got more. Like five of them. 
Yeah. Hey, I mean, okay. Horsey is very similar to shiny polywag in that I can't tell right away. I mean, horsey's a little bit more deviant in color, right? It's, you know, it's a little bit more <laughs> very obviously green and not blue, but polywag. I can't tell. I can't tell, especially when it's bright out and like, I can't see my screen as well as normal and the colors mm-hmm. don't pop. You know, I'm like, Oh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was really exciting. I thought the shiny checks were incredible in comparison to the other two safari zones. How did you feel about this one and the spawn pools, the availability, the playing experience? If you had to compare or rank the three of them. I felt better about this one than I did the previous one, with the exception that the previous one had Relic Anth, which was just a good enough thing by itself. Right, true. And it was more or less on par with the the first one for me. Okay, yeah, I would agree. I think I think the big benefit to this one, to Philadelphia's, was the, the spawn pool. The shiny checks were just that much more exciting than they were for St. Louis or for Liverpool, in my opinion. Yeah, Relicanth definitely carried Liverpool. You're right. Yeah, You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was there was the whole rufflet thing too, because mm. there was you had a rufflet out of a research task for the event. And Kyle, you were mentioning something about rufflet was supposed to be more prevalent, right? Yeah, I mean, it was to my understanding when the Safari Zone was announced back in when was it December? No, something like January. That. Yeah. Yeah. That Rufflet was like the feet on the featured page. It was like, this is when he's going to come out. And then, of course, he came out with Go Battle League. So that kind of dampened that. But I was still expecting Rufflet to be in the Safari Zone. And it wasn't. There was no spawns. It was from the reward. And I got photobombed by one when I was finishing a task. So I think and I think you could only get one because every like half hour I went to try and take more photos and I did not get another one, unfortunately. I had the same experience. Yes, that was also my deduction. So we both walked away with two. One was like level one and the other one was <laughs> at the research level. I have a rufflet that has great IVs and, and he's got 20 CP. And I'm like, Oof. no, Oof. no, get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping to, to farm a little bit more in the rufflet category, but I guess not this time. So I wonder what the mix up was about that, but. Before I digress too much, I don't want to get myself too worked up before Snubble Research Day when we discuss that. So why don't we just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off and talk about it? We already talked about our shiny checks and how many we had and and our shiny luck with the event overall. We both snagged three. Kyle, did you manage to finish all 50 tasks? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you enjoy that? No, I did not. Okay. Why don't you lay it on the table? Go for it. Hang on, though. Hang on. This is not fair, though. I only didn't enjoy it because I was doing it at the same time as I was doing the Safari Zone, which also was being done at the same time as the Johto throwback. So I overloaded myself. I just like every single time I caught a Pokemon, I had to pause, open my research, go do something and then go back. And then I caught another Pokemon. I'm like, please just let these research stop, please. And like, I know I didn't have to do them. I know I didn't have to do them. But I had to do them. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's, you didn't actually have a choice. No, no, no. Especially when they're like, oh, there's going to be all these tasks. And this is this is how many pages there's going to be. It's going to be ridiculous. There's going to be a lot of them. It's kind of like a challenge. You know, like I wanted to be able to say that I finished the whole thing. Yeah. Plus, when you finish the whole thing, it added to the the bottom of your special research page. I don't know if it went there if you didn't finish, but 
I wanted that there. So me too. I like having that stuff archived. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man, I would agree. I kind of liked it because it was supplementing my normal gameplay, but there were a couple of them that seemed like less doable than others. I was having an open dialogue with somebody while this event was happening that is not max level is their high 20s and doesn't have a lot of candy on hand to just willy nilly evolve three Pokemon at random, right? Like Pidgeys aren't as prevalent like like when we were when we were catching and leveling up even more so for me this is true because i played a a lot more during launch but there was always pokemon for you to catch to get an evolution in pretty quick the 12 candy pokemon were around in large numbers that's not necessarily true right now so that was the only task the rest of them were like catch a pokemon evolve a snubble you know like that they made a lot of sense and it was like give your buddy a treat you know take a picture of your buddy or something like that they were super doable you could do any of them in like five minutes (laughs) um is that your phone by the way that was my phone vibrating someone just uh okay to a text i can hear it interesting okay turn off the vibration then turn off the bad vibrations turn on the good ones (laughs) is there a delay i don't think so okay no, no, there's no delay. Okay, what were we just talking about, Snubble? Yeah, you were saying that yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Done in five minutes. So it was pretty doable for most players and stuff like that. I think the overall response was relatively positive. And most people that were saying negative things about it were just kind of like blowing smoke in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Because it, it was Snubble. It wasn't a very exciting Pokemon pick. And you were doing tasks that seemed pretty two-dimensional. But it was supposed to be, like I was saying before, and like Kyle was getting that supplemental to other gameplay. It wasn't supposed to be the end-all, be-all for what you were doing. So, I don't know. Through that mindset, in your opinion, Kyle, do you think that it was a successful event? Do you think they'll do stuff like this in the future? Or you think this is kind of like a one-time pandemic deal? I mean, I think this was really successful in pretty much all regards, except for the fact that it was Snubble, of course. But what are you going to do? It's It was kind of strange that it was for a Pokemon whose Shiny was already out. Yeah, yeah, when that's it, true. These are good opportunities for releasing Shinies for Pokemon that don't really have a, a home, so to speak. But otherwise, it was a great way that people could customize their gameplay. They can only do as much as they want to do. And it's it's a good possibility for going forward, pandemic-related or otherwise, in right, terms yeah. of research. And the one other thing that we didn't really mention that this event was good at was giving resources to players. Every single time we were finishing these three tasks that were relatively easy to do and didn't expend many resources to do them, except for the evolved ones, like I was saying. But you got 10 Pokeballs, you know, every single time you finished one of those. So there was a lot to be gained from that event, item-wise, at the very least. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and had a nice time. I did not, for the record. The event was fine. The Pokemon choice <laughs> could have been literally anything else. Why didn't we get Rufflet? Why didn't we get Rufflet? No, that would have been insane. Everybody would have had a Braviary. That would have been it. Anyway, moving right along to the next thing that we're all experiencing, and Kyle and I talked about it very quickly during this last discussion about Snubble Research, but the Johto Throwback Challenge is this week, and it's ending in a couple of days here. The big takeaways are, yes, Shiny Dunsparce is out. Cause for celebration in and of itself. Hooray for Dunsparce. More about Dunsparce later. Oh, Kyle, have you snagged one yet? The shiny one? No. Yeah. No, me neither. Uh, And I do kind of want to, even though I don't care for the Pokemon. The shiny is awesome because he turns pink and stuff. His highlights turn pink. 
Yes. Looks nice. But like we did last week, let's we're not going to, you know, spoil the whole research, but it is an unlimited time thing. So by the time you're hearing this, you should be either be finished or it should be done and it wouldn't matter if you finished it or not. But I just kind of wanted to walk through the Pokemon choices that we got from the research throughout the whole entire research. So we can kind of compare it to Kanto's from last week. The list is as follows. From stage one, you got a Dunsparce from a task. And then from the finishing of the entire step, you got Zatu. Stage two, you encountered a Spinarak and then earned a Pineco. Stage three, you got a Snubble and then earned a Miltank. Stage four, you got a Pseudowoodo and then earned a Mistrevis from the entire stage. Stage five, this one's a little bit more exciting. Wahoo, Shuckle, and Mantine. And then you earned a Hitmontop as a reward for the whole stage. And then for stage six, you got a Mareep, then got a Skarmory for finishing the whole thing. For stage eight, you got a Donphan. Nothing too exciting there. You did get a Dragon Scale, though, as one of the rewards, and that was pretty awesome. And then stage nine, a Ho-Oh, that knows Earthquake, of course, which is the exciting part of this entire thing for me personally. Okay, given that selection of Pokemon, Mr. Kyle, how would you compare and contrast this pool of rewards in comparison to the Kanto rewards? Because Kanto kind of had like this theme of difficult dex entries. Can we kind of say the same thing for this Johto reward pool or or no? Not really. There's a couple of there's a couple of slightly more difficult ones that are out there. Hitmontop. Hitmontop being one of them, Miltank being another, depending on where you are, I suppose. But the rest are just like boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. I was not excited when I completed any of these at all. When I got the spinner rack, I was like, really? Yeah, I was like, wait, hang on. A spinner rack? I got the snubble and I was like, really? (laughs) Okay. I see you. That's fine. But uh, okay. You know, the hit on top and the mill tank makes a lot of sense. I remember I couldn't find a mill tank forever. I think the funniest part about the hit on top is it was rewarded for finishing the stage catch a fighting type and it's the only fighting type added in gen two <laughs> it, it and the baby right right so that's hilarious that's that was very funny to me it was a funny nod from niantic it's like here you caught them a chop now you can have this generation's fighting type right right exactly yeah and now we're done and that's it <laughs> yeah i think overall though the entire research process was Pretty, pretty fun, pretty doable. You got some good rewards from it, of course. But yeah, this Pokemon reward pool is just not too hot. But you got the Ho-Oh with Earthquake, and that's cool. I think. Yeah, you think so? I'm pretty sure it is. Nobody has told me otherwise. So I'm going right. to keep believing it. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Exactly. Moving right along here to the next piece of news, this new one, Pokecoin bundle. There's a new bundle in the shop, as there is every week. Well, <laughs> I can't say that much longer. This one contains a remote raid pass, one of them, 20 Pokeballs, 10 Great Balls, and 5 Ultra Balls. This is like the best bundle we've gotten so far besides that 30 Incense one because, wowee, that's a lot. But there's some extra verbiage that goes with us from Niantic. And it goes, although this is the last bundle, some changes that have been recently made will be sticking around for a while. So this will be the last bundle. These are the sorts of things that you can kind of do in lieu of having the bundle from Niantic's perspective. Buddies can upbring you gifts from Pokestops, send gifts to friends, and receive gifts in return that can open that you can open to receive items like Pokeballs, berries, and more. Great. Gifts are currently rewarding more Pokeballs. True. You can get a daily bonus field research task without having to spin a Pokestop, which you can complete to earn items. One of the popular rewards is 10 Pokeballs. 
the distance from which you can spin a Pokestop has been temporarily doubled. And for all of those reasons, they feel as though the one Pokegoin bundle can be discontinued. So, Mr. Kyle, do you believe that we're in a spot now where this bundle doesn't serve a purpose anymore? What are you thinking about this? It's a tough one because from my point of view, we are. Because first off, the remote raid pass doesn't really solve anything. It's it's a cool addition they've had, but it's not letting a, a lot of people raid. And Pokeballs are like just overflowing in gifts right now. So... You're going to get more Pokeballs from opening two gifts than you will from the one coin bundle you get once a week. That's true. That's true. But there are people that, you know, don't have friends in game. They don't do the gift thing because of that. You know, there felt like there was purpose to the one Pokecoin bundle besides just giving people supplies in the process. Right. It definitely felt like a visible act of goodwill from Niantic, which yeah. makes me think that while this might be over, it's not the last that we see of stuff like this, of the the goodwill towards players to keep them playing type thing. Yeah, I think if the global atmosphere around going outside and stuff like that, if it's still difficult for players, I'm pretty sure Niantic would do something different. So we'll see. Maybe not this. Maybe something else, though. Who knows? But uh, moving right along to a big announcement. This was announced today. The May 2020 Community Day. Ooh. Oh, boy. Are you sitting down, Kyle? Are you sitting down? Yeah, I don't have a standing desk, Chris. Okay, Kyle's sitting down. May 2020, Pokemon Go Community Day features CDOT, the acorn Pokemon. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Now, there must be something great in here to have CDOT uh, deserve a Community Day spot. May Community Day is another Community Day organized in a play-at-home edition, which means it lasts for six hours and will feature increased incense duration, Go snapshot surprises, please more rufflet, a special research story, and more. Ooh. Well, when is this going to happen? Sunday, May 24th from 11 to 5 p.m. local time. Features include CDOT will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're incredibly lucky trainers, you may encounter a shiny CDOT. Evolve Nuzly for the evolved form of CDOT. Thank you for clarifying. During the event or up to two hours afterwards to get a shift tree that knows bullet seed, which is a quick move. For $1 US or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access a community day exclusive special research story, Seeing Double. Follow Professor Willow as he learns about CDOT and discovers just how much it and its evolved forms, Nuzleaf and Shift Tree, enjoy messing with trainers and Pokemon alike. Complete it to earn three incense, five golden raspberries, and other rewards. Take a few snapshots during community day for a surprise. Uh, I, man, do you have any idea who the, the snapshot photobomb might be? I, I could I could guess. Who do you think it is? It, it, it might be CDOT. It might be CDOT. It could be CDOT. I wouldn't rule it out. No. Uh, there'll be a special one-time purchase May Community Day bundle featuring an elite fast TM, 30 ultra balls, three incense, and three lucky eggs okay bullet seed doesn't necessarily make shift tree incredible i don't believe i saw some people talking about it today on the subreddit and things like that and i just there wasn't a lot of hype around it so i'm not entirely sure i can hang my hat on that one for this event the big thing is that bullet seed and snarl which is shift tree's other fast move of choice they're clones they're the same move mm -hmm. just different typing and like 90% of the time, you would rather have the dark typing 
for what you're going to use shift tree for anyways. Yeah. So he would be a good grass attacker with bolt scene leaf blade spam. Yeah, he he'd be he'd be okay. It's better than razor leaf, which is your other option. Hmm. Hey man, I like razor leaf. So if you wanted to use shift tree, this is good because bullet seed is generates way more energy than razor leaf does and Shiftry is not the greatest razor leaf spammer. True. Okay, cool. All right. Well, maybe maybe I can hang a tiny hat on it then. Maybe not a full size one, but like a little one for like maybe a like like a, like a thimble. It's a thimble hat. Yeah. It's like there the one go. that Stuart Little Perfect. wears. Exactly. I was about to say like in a fictional mouse that can talk and wears people clothes. Exactly. <laughs> that works out. Bonuses for this event include three times catch experience. Incense activated during the event will last for three hours. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have a moment of silence for the XP bonus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not Stardust, and so we're set. Buddy Pokemon with a buddy level of Great Buddy or higher will bring you helpful items, such as Pokeballs, throughout the event, which is hilarious. Last time I was hanging out with my sister, and she, like, turned her phone over, and I was like, oh, he brought you a gift. I wonder what it'll be. And she's like, oh, what do you mean? And she clicks on the gift, and 51 Pokeballs come out, <laughs> and we just lost it. It was so funny in the moment. My gosh. Yeah, um, that's pretty yeah. funny. And then there's a there's a help center article in the article that will be in the show notes if you want to learn how to become great buddies with your friend, great buddies with your buddy, in case you aren't quite sure how to do that yet. So if you are confused about some of the details, there is a link in the show notes for you. Experience community day with others online during our live stream. This is new. Are you participating in community day? Playing at home doesn't mean you have to play alone. Tune into our English language YouTube channel for our first ever 24-hour community day live stream okay i'm listening niantic this is cool join any time between saturday may 23rd at 6 p.m and sunday may 24th at 6 p.m pdt to watch c dot and other pokemon play in the wild you can also jump into a conversation in the comments let's have fun and play together from home very cool so the, there's not a lot to talk about the bonuses we wish it was stardust yahoo incense lasting for three hours that's true. Yeah, it's not like that's news to anybody, I guess. But this 24-hour live stream is brand new. That's a brand new sort of thing. I can't even begin to imagine what they're going to show. The one for Sword and Shield made sense because there was a lot of unknown Pokemon at the time. Mm -hmm. There was ample opportunity for them to trot out new Pokemon in a fun, engaging way. What are they going to do during this live stream that will bring that level of engagement? I can't even think of it. Now, is this is this a live stream hosted purely by Niantic or is it going to be in cooperation with, you know, the the Pokemon company or whatever? Because that definitely will change the feeling of the atmosphere there. OK, so I think there's two clues that indicate that Nintendo is involved all the way at the Pokemon company at the top of the, the food chain of umbrella corporations. Right. I'm pretty sure Pokemon has their their hands in this because yeah. my first clue is. To watch C dot and other Pokemon play around. And they're very particular about, you know, how those are expressed, how they're shown, you know, all that stuff. They're very protective of, of that. So I would imagine they would have to be. And secondly, I don't think there's anything that Niantic does that the Pokemon company doesn't say yes or no to. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. So I think it's I think it's gotta be also a Pokemon company venture, and therefore maybe can be some exciting news from them i don't know it's just a i don't know <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> it's a neat thing though to see potentially hopefully it leads to fun conversations just amongst the community who are watching it you know 
Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not, in my mind, my first thought for Pokemon Go is not 24-hour live stream. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering where, what direction it's going to go. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, the first thing in my mind is also not 24-hour live stream, especially on Community Day. You know what I mean? It'll be kind of yeah. cool to see how they leverage that, but... Uh, I'll be tuning in. Hopefully you are as well, Kyle. And hopefully you are too, trainers at home. It'll be interesting to kind of explore that together. So uh, yay or nay for CDOT Community Day, Mr. Kyle? Extremely nay. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm just barely yay. And I'm going to say why. It's because the shiny coloration is orange and it looks great. Yes. Okay, look, shiny CDOT's good. Shiny shift tree, not so good. <laughs> but... Yeah, but you don't have to look at shiny shiftry or look for shiny shiftry. It's all about that C dot. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to. Yeah, that's true. At least that's one. True. I, I do. One time. Yeah. 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 Can't argue with that. Okay. Last piece of news here before we move on with uh, gear up and all that other fun stuff. Terrakian is coming back to raids. Yet another new announcement today. Terrakian is going back to five star raids. This time you might encounter a shiny Terrakian if you're lucky, trainers. Before Terrakian returns, there'll be a raid hour featuring Verizian this Wednesday, May 13th, from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny Verizian. The ability to raid remotely is available to trainers level 5 and above. With a remote raid pass, you'll be able to join a raid battle that you can see on the nearby screen or tap on the map. You can pick up a remote raid pass in the shop. Hopefully none of that's new news to you guys. The date and time for the Terrakian returning is Tuesday, May 19th at 1 p.m. to Tuesday, May 26th at 1 p.m. PDT. Features include Terrakian will be on raids, obviously, and shiny Terrakian. Nothing crazy, just Terrakian's out and can be shiny. I was kind of hoping that he'd have Sacred Sword, but Verizian didn't get it, so why would Terrakian, I suppose? Yeah. In addition, there will be another raid hour featuring Terrakian on Wednesday, May 20th from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. And Terrakian will be everywhere, like Raid Hour works. So this is Kyle and I were kind of doing some date checks before this because we were like baffled for some reason because we did the list of the three raid bosses already. There was Darkrai and then we had Giratine. Ah, and then we had Verizian for this week. We're like, where is Terrakian going? Oh, he's literally just filling in the last week of the month. It's just the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were like, wow, this this is weird. Are they taking back? Vir no, we just didn't understand how time worked. And yep, that's just the last week of the month. Yep. So, Kyle, what do you think? Any love for Terrakian? Shiny Terrakian? I I mean, I still need a Terrakian and a Verizian. So, you know, at some point I'll get them. I hope. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and make like an effort to get a Verizian this week. Okay. Okay. Maybe that'll be my goal. Remote raid hour, man. Yeah. Is your, is your local Discord doing any remote raid stuff or no? No, I mean, they're still calling out regular raids, just not nearly as frequently. Sure. So sure. people are still yeah. going out. People are still playing in their cars around here. Yeah, they are for my local community as well. But I was kind of hoping that there was going to be some sort of player etiquette around remote raids that we could have subscribed to by this point in time. But looks like enough people aren't using it and they would rather go out in cars, which makes a lot of sense for hardcore raiders. Actually, I take it back. The bot that people have to set up my local in my local raid group has an option to say if you're going to check in remotely or not. Oh, that's awesome. Great. So like, what sort of bot are they using? Uh, I mean, it's it's called FrankBot, but basically once it's it's confirmed, there's like a bunch of emotes at the bottom and you just add to the one that you 
apply to. You know, the H means you're here, the check mark means you're going, that kind of stuff. And then the bot fills it in. That's really awesome. Okay. So yeah, so it has it has a, a remote option for those rates then, which is pretty cool. I'll have to take a look at that this week. Yeah, I'll need to see if my local group has got something built into a tool like that as well. Because I just didn't see the 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 words being used, remote raids, and any of the conversations. But I guess that doesn't mean that there isn't infrastructure there with the the bots that they have as well. So who knows? But what I do know, Kyle, is that it's time for gear up. So this week on Gear Up, we're gonna talk about resources and how to maintain them, especially during the pandemic with the one PokeCoin bundles going away and what options you have for maintaining them. This is mostly going to be a collection of all the things that Niantic has done over the course of the last month and a half now, has it been? Oh my gosh. Yeah, just about. That doesn't even seem that long for everything that's happened, does it? Yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago that things were normal. (laughs) (laughs) My God. I guess it doesn't help that it's like 65 degrees outside now and it was like 20 when it all started. True. Yeah. (laughs) The passage of time is accented by the severe Chicago weather we have. Yes. But resources. So where are you getting them? Well, Pokeballs. That's what you need to keep playing, isn't it? I'm pretty sure you need Pokeballs to play Pokemon Go. They're coming out of gifts like crazy. We mentioned it earlier when we read the blog for the Pokecoin bundle. But if you're not opening your gifts right now, you should be. If you open the maximum amount of gifts you can, you're going to walk away with 300 Pokeballs, 250 Pokeballs a day. I know that's not enough for hardcore playing, but that's enough for catching on an incense right now, if you have incense. Yeah, 200 Pokeballs is a fair amount, man. Even if you are a hardcore player, if you're playing at a place where you can't spin Pokestops and you have to go only go over the 200, then the in- that's a lot for incense to get you through. But what about gifts? How are you going to get Pokeballs if you can't get gifts because you can't spin Pokestops? Well, good news is that your buddy can bring you gifts if you don't have it. If you're completely out of gifts, your buddy at the first stage of friendship can bring you gifts to send to other people. It's the ultimate form of regifting. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was always thinking of it as like my buddy goes out and he's like, here, I got you this from the gift shop or something. <laughs> you know? I, I know. Like, uh, you're locked at home, but I went everywhere nearby and here's some mementos. <laughs> but so this way, this is actually my favorite change, even as someone who doesn't need it because I, I go to work at a poke stop. So I, I'm always flying gifts. So I've never even seen this happen. It's still great that it lets people re- get their gifts even if they can't get to Pokestops. I've had it happen several times. And depending on how low on gifts I was at the time, it brought me more up to eight one time. Wow, I think. eight gifts at once? That's crazy. That's great. I believe it's, I believe it's eight. Might have been five. One of those two. It was a lot. But speaking of Pokestops and gyms, not everywhere is you know completely shut down. A lot of people are still driving to work. A lot of people are driving in general because they need to get out of the house. And... Just recently, within the last couple of weeks, they doubled the interaction distance for Pokestops to match the doubled distance for gyms, which is amazing. What that means is you can reach a lot of stops that are in like the middle of parks where people shouldn't be going right now and spin them from the road in your car so you can abide by any social distancing standards and etiquette and still get Pokeballs and gifts. and Take out gyms if if that's your choice. (laughs) 
Look, if that's if the heart wants gonna, what it I'm wants, I'm not going to drive up to a gym and sit there for 10 minutes and take out all six Pokemon. But if somebody wants to, I can't do it. I just, <laughs> we're going to talk about gyms again in just a little bit. But I will admit I have been that person, by the way. I, I have almost never done that except at the home gym that I had for like six months. Oh, because it's your gym. How dare they? Exactly. Yes. It's yeah. like every other hour I check in like, no. Excuse me. Mm. Out you go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but there are some limited resources that there are questions about. And the primary one is incense. And to a lesser extent, remote raid passes if you're using them up. And unfortunately, there's there's not a whole lot of planning or workarounds that you can do there. The best you can do is if you can reach gyms, work on your 50 coins a day from the gyms because that'll give you enough coins to get enough incense to play for special days such as community days. And if there are any other events such as the water dark incense day that's going to be coming up this weekend. True. And even in the circumstance with the snubble research day, right? If you were the sort of player that only had, like, let's say you finish your Jota research and you didn't have a ticket to Philadelphia or is on a different day or something like that, but you're still walking around your neighborhood, you know, abiding by your guidelines and such, but you're walking around your neighborhood. The snubble research in and of itself isn't too exciting, but you pop an incense. It almost feels like a full event, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that said, about the incense and raid passes in particular, we mentioned earlier, I don't feel like this is going to be the end of what Niantic's going to be doing. There's there's going to be more coming. What it's going to be, you know, they're going to surprise us. Who No one ever thought that remote raiding was actually going to be a thing. But here it is in some form or another. Can we take a moment to appreciate the fact that we can actually reasonably expect Niantic to surprise us with the right thing? Who thought we would be here in 2000? In general? <laughs> yeah, no, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's great. Praise for Niantic aside and such like that. But, you know, if I'm the sort of player that's been relying on the bundles and stuff like that, or if I don't really utilize all the systems that are already there, what do you think I should be doing kind of like a like a daily snapshot sort of view? Like if if I'm trying to be mindful, let's just say this. Let me rephrase it. If I'm trying to be mindful of my inventory, what would you suggest I should be doing regularly like what system should i be taking advantage of to their extent on a daily basis or what have you so to really simplify it there's really there's four key things to do number one this is the most important one send as many gifts as you can don't be the guy who only opens his gifts and doesn't send any <clears throat> that's me sorry everybody who <laughs> sends me gifts i am the worst <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's important to be honest. <laughs> I am the worst at sending gifts forever because it takes so long. Niantic, please let me now, send. Let me remind you, if you want to rewind, you guys can hear him say, and I work on a Pokestop, so I'm never out of gifts. This, yes. This is <laughs> I wonder why you're never out of gifts because you don't send them. <laughs> I currently have 20. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Next, though, you want to make sure you open all of your gifts. And this means you're going to need to have at least 30 friends who are also sending you gifts. The nice part about that is there are a lot of resources online. Even if you just want to go on Twitter, there's a lot of people looking to add friends because they're also looking for 30 friends to open gifts back and forth. Next, you want to open any gifts your buddy gives you. Well, why wouldn't you open gifts your buddy gives you? He's your buddy. Yeah. But for whatever reason, you leave them sitting there. Don't don't do that. They're going to rot. 
<laughs> he's bringing me a branch. He's giving me a post-it note that he licked or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, if you do have limited access outside, spinning gyms and stops, still an option, especially with the increased interaction. And if you do have that limited interaction, you do have an opportunity to gain poker coins from gyms to keep getting incense for more important times when you want sustained gameplay. Okay, so really quick, send gifts, open all the gifts you can, open up your buddy gifts if you if you pay attention to your buddy and you need more damp post-it notes and spin gyms and stops if you're able to. And that should pretty much be you, you be as good as you can get, right? As far as I know, if somebody, if we missed the system that Niantic has added, which I don't think we have, you let us know. I guess there is one more. Do go Battle League. Yeah, go Battle League. That's Get for Stardust, sure. which is sort of like catching Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And make sure you're doing your daily free research tasks that they're giving you now, too. Those yeah, there you go. Well. We forgot about that. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's tons of stuff for you guys to do instead of wait around for the next one Pokecoin bundle, which you'll probably play through in a day. Uh, so so there are other things now there was the reason that i wanted to you know ask and simplify it down was there's been a lot of negative pushback on the one book one bundle kind of going away and there really isn't a good reason to justify sticking around especially not forever you know what i mean so yeah definitely flex these new sorts of things and ways that you guys can accrue items and supplies i mean there's no reason not to so awesome well thanks kyle you're welcome but what's next Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Oh, it's Pokalore. Yeah, that's right. Who are we going to talk about? You guys might have some guesses. They're all wrong. It's Dunsparce, the land snake Pokemon. That's right. Dunsparce just had his moment to literally shine, and we all forgot about him already. Not on my watch. We're going to talk about Dunsparce, the land snake Pokemon, just a little bit. Dunsparce is a serpentine and somewhat insectoid Pokemon with a primarily yellow body, blue underside, and blue and cream striped back. Its head is round with a wide mouth extending under its jowls and curving up toward the middle of its face. Its chin is blue with two rounded prongs. Its eyes, round and rimmed with blue, are kept closed, revealing its cream-colored eyelids. On Dunsparce's upper back are two tiny white wings. Its body ends in a drill-like tail. Though Dunsparce can float slightly with its wings, it avoids detection and flees when spotted by burrowing into the ground with its tail. It lives immobile in caves and beneath the earth, where it makes maze-like nests. They get along with Diglett and share tunnels with each other. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, well, there's nothing too incredible about this Pokemon. It can fly a little bit. It is my personal belief that there was an evolution for this Pokemon that got trashed along the way because there's no reason for this Pokemon to exist otherwise. Yeah. Also, (sighs) I just want to question evolution in the Pokemon universe. Why does Dunsparce have wings? Like, yeah, man, I don't know. (laughs) Usually, even like a Pokemon that doesn't fly, it has wings because it like kicks up the dust around it when it's moving around to blind its foes or it can make right, sonic exactly. booms by swinging its wings exactly. Nah, dunsparce just like lightly floats and doesn't do anything <laughs> with them all right unit can you remind me about something i, I don't want to do dunsparce injustice and distract from this but as soon as i'm done with the stats and stuff can you remind me that i'm angry about a flying pokemon thing okay 
All right, we'll get back to it. I, I swear it's worthwhile. Stats for Dunsparce really quick. Max CP of 1689. Big man on campus with 131 attack and 128 defense. <laughs> Even a stamina of 225 can't quite make this Pokemon viable. You can love him. That's fine. Don't rely on him. Best move set. You want bite with rock slide and horn drill. There is no argument here. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There's nothing else. The other stuff is awful for you to choose from. And I don't know. It's normal typing. So you're not really getting stab out of anything. But it does have nice type coverage, I guess. Dark rock and ground. That's, you take what you can get. You know? It's bad. Take what you can get. <sighs> All right. Okay. You ready? Okay. I was mad about a flying Pokemon thing. Okay. Yesterday, I took it upon myself because I kept forgetting. I was like, well, I've got some time. I'm going to watch Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution on Netflix, which was the CGI reimagining, essentially, of the first Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. I want to let the record show that Chris chose to watch this movie instead of watching a superior movie like The Shawshank Redemption or Indiana Jones <laughs> and Rares of the Lost Ark. Or anything not on my list. Of. Okay, all right. The public shaming <laughs> needs to stop. No, that's fine. Everybody should know I, I'm cinematically stunted. It's true. He is. But I watched this movie and I wanted to watch it because I, I liked the first movie a lot and I was like, I'll give it 10 minutes. See how I feel about it. I, I don't think the writing was very good, but I think the movie was beautiful. And a lot of the faux pas and incorrect things that were in the original movie, like seeing the picture of a Scyther and saying Alakazam, has now since not. Oh, they also refer to a Pidgeot as a Pidgeotto in the first movie. Oh, yeah, grinds my right. gears, that's man. Right. I flew here on Pidgeotto's back. And it's a Pidgeot. Like, OK, sure you did, buddy. Anyway, there is a scene when all the trainers are leaving that pier to go to New Island to face Mewtwo. A Scyther. A Scyther is carrying a trainer flying Kyle through the air with his wings. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad. And the reason being, if you guys aren't following our red version playthroughs, we were going to use Scyther as a flyer and he can't learn it in that version. Can he learn fly at all? Probably. I bet you he can learn it now. Okay. But this uh, it's a first movie, man. Oh. I'm sorry. That was it. Thank you. All right, cool. We'll see you guys next week. No, <laughs> no, I was just frustrated. I'm sure somebody else is frustrated about that, but um, write me an email. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> okay. That's it no. for Dunsparce. He can't learn fly at all. At all. Currently. Oh my gosh. And that's well, I'm misreading it, but I don't think I am. If anybody else is curious, they did fix all the other inconsistencies except for that one, I guess, or that Scyther was just working overtime. Who knows? But <laughs> Anyway, enough about Dunsparce and Scyther breaking my heart. Let's move into the Pokepole. So last week's question, with the ability to earn Pokecoins by other means in the future, what do you think the current gym system has to offer? Benny said, I'll be honest, I almost never engage in gym battles unless I get a field research task to do so. I don't find gym battling interesting and many of the gyms near me, you'll be lucky to get an hour in. Doing 10 to 15 minutes of work to be kicked out of a gym in an hour for five coins isn't worth it. It would be cool if they could somehow make it more similar to 3v3 battles or even 6v6 battles. For example, what if you had to battle the whole gym in a 6v6 battle with four shields or two three versus three with two shields? Winner takes all. At least it would be fun and closer to a true PvP experience like the Rocket Stops. I like that quite a bit. I do like that. That would change the meta drastically. 
Yeah, they would bring things like anchors back in and stuff like that. They would yeah. be interesting. You'd have to you'd have to strategize with other people to put your Pokemon in a particular order like we used to have to do before. I'm sure spammers, some spam charge moves would be very popular as as leads to try and get people to use their shields early and stuff like that. Yeah, there would be a whole thing. Yeah, but they'd have to – yeah, the AI with that would be interesting. Like would they show your trainer model instead of like a Team Rocket grunts and have them do the same sort of AI or uh, – Probably. I mean – Honestly, anything that doesn't make me have to battle the same Pokemon four times in order to KO it three times, but, you know, it feels like <laughs> Yeah, I was not going to correct you, by the way, because a lot of the times when I'm down to the third, somebody's like, oh, a berry. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Another just one. Enough. That's just like, enough. Oh, he looked hungry. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Splinteris said, I live in a small city where the majority of gyms are in the downtown area. I've got my gold gym badge and at least 95% of them. And for me personally, I've used the gyms as a personal prestige. Oh, I also have taken notice of players on other teams tend to take the most gyms and have made them my rivals. I've gained a lot of good IRL friendships this way. And I feel like I'm decently noticed in my community this way, along with helping out other raiders and lower level players still learning the game. The coins gained were usually a bonus or a quick way to earn a few coins needed for a raid pass or such. So I'll still be using gyms despite this, quote, downgrade. Which, by the way, that's referring to the experimental testing for the new PokeCoin generation stuff that's in Australia that has kind of gone back and forth the past few days. It is not live for everybody. Let me just reiterate again for like the 18th time, if you count last episode as well. It's not live for everybody. It's being tested in Australia. So there you go. I think that's pretty great, though, to use the gold gym badges as a as a point of honor, if that's what you like to do. For sure. I think it, it really indicates mastery of an area. Mm-hmm. I know that I felt that way when my home Pokestop became a home gym. I'm like, all right, how long is it going to take me to get this to gold? And it, it definitely shouldn't be undersold that gold gyms do give more items when you spin them. And that right. that adds right. up a lot. Yeah, it's it's quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, if you're spinning that thing three or four times a day, that's just three or four extra items, you know, so that's yeah, yeah quite a bit. Big Pete wrote in and said, I feel like the only thing gyms will be good for moving forward, barring an upgrade, will be to flex your rarer Pokemon. The only reason I would clear the gyms around my apartment were to get the coins. Now I'll just see them as extra stops. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. I, I I can't really argue with that if what we've talked about goes through that said remember gyms do give different items compared to pokestops gyms tend to give more health potions and revives than pokestops do so there's still value to spinning them versus a stop right depending on what you're looking for yep um but or you could be like me and not know that that differentiation even existed until just now and spin them anyway throw them out that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> uh, defy said i'm an achievement hunter that's why the animal crossing new horizons wouldn't appeal to me long term i like checking things off a list my local community is approaching 200 gyms working on going for the gold for each and every one is something that keeps me going post level 40 i have a detailed map of the gyms i'm working on that being said the gym system needs a major overhaul it stinks to work on taking down a gym for 10 minutes and then be kicked out a minute later by a spoofer or a happenstance person driving by. On the opposite side of things, you can also have Pokemon that just sit in gyms for 30 days. There's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, I think we can all kind of agree that those are the current shortcomings for sure. 
the yeah. whole not being able to call a Pokemon back if you feel like it's perpetually stuck in a gym or somebody else is feeding it so it won't deteriorate out. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be able to call a Pokemon back. Maybe you forfeit your coins or something like that. I mean, like, just make Pokemon give the coins regardless if they get sent home or not. Then people won't care so much. That'd be pretty crazy. Then you would want to have something that's in a gym that nobody will ever touch. But then it also just makes it feel better if you have to take multiple gyms. You don't have to worry about them all getting kicked out at the same time and losing coins. True. True that. True that. Tao Pikachu said, before I left Orlando, I pushed for 175 gold gyms. Let's not forget the rewards at minimum of seven items with gold and team bonus, not to mention the sweet seven day reward. Gymming could be improved if one could actually control the battle. Namely, it could alert the trainer that someone is challenging the gym. While this might not change the outcome, it would certainly make for more interesting battles and incentivize players to leave Pokemon with two charge moves in gyms. Huh. That would that would involve some kind of update to the battling system, which would be okay. Honestly, that's that I definitely agree with. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the system would have to be, though, about like somebody slotting in for a gym. You know, is there like a a 30 second delay before you start the battle that the person could hop in? And if they don't, then an AI takes over or something. That would be wild. That would be like next level type thing from Niantic and from Pokemon Go. Right. But I mean, that's sort of okay. Yes. In a game like this, absolutely. But that sort of idea is pretty prevalent in other multiplayer games. I mean, Rocket League is a good example where if somebody disconnects in a 3v3 game, they don't stop the match. They just replace that with an AI. And then if somebody connects, they just seamlessly replace the AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, it'd be fascinating. I would love to see something like that in Pokemon Go for sure. That's a good idea. Do you have anything else to say on this one? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's a good, it's a good end. Okay. Excel Chef wrote in, the old system was meaningful. When it changed, I stopped playing unless there was a spot open to drop in. For me, the reward's not really worth my time. It was a nice feeling when you found a gym that was remote enough that you could stay in it for days upon days of collecting on your investment. Yeah, but like we were talking about, that doesn't seem necessarily like a a good winning strategy. Like, that doesn't even feel good. Like, that feels better. It doesn't feel good, though. Yeah. It feels good that you can remotely feed them berries every 30 minutes, but... (laughs) Right, for sure. Hey, that's Stardust, man, right? That's Stardust. But this week's PokePole, in your opinion, what makes a Pokemon a good candidate for community day or a research event. What's your most desired choice? Oh, it's a tough one. You got an answer ready for this one already, Chris? Well, I would have said Cyndaquil, but he already had one. <laughs> so yeah, let me see. Well, let me, okay. Without even picking a specific one, let me just talk about what I think makes a good Pokemon for community day or for a research event. We talked about this slightly before when we were discussing, you know, the pros and cons of CDOT as a choice, but I think primarily to get everybody on board with a Pokemon choice, like everybody on board, it's got to be something that is unsustainable, which is kind of a bummer. So I'm actually going to take it back a little bit. This, <laughs> I don't think a good choice necessarily appeals to everybody. I think it needs to be a Pokemon that is interesting, either by a moveset or shiny or something that, or, or rarity, right? And then it needs to be something that won't break the game when everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. We've had other Pokemon come out on community days and stuff like that, like Mammoth Swine, where they just happened to come out on that day and then they became the next ice attackers and stuff. But they they learned their lesson from Tyranitar, 
which is the next point for sure. On Larvitar Day, Tyranitar, SmackDown Stone Age Tyranitar was exclusive and game-defining in the DPS category forever. Sans typing. Typing did not matter in most cases with Tyranitar. It was just the best in a lot of lists for DPS. Yeah. And so, you know, they've avoided that since then. And then they've, they've tuned a lot of other things up where Tyranitar is not the best of the best anymore in every single category sort of thing. It has its place, but it's not quite the monster it was before. So I think something that doesn't create a situation like that is good. It's so hard. This is probably why they have a hard time picking these. The real question, though, is what's your most desired choice? What's you really missing? think so? Yes. Really think that's the that's the real question. What is missing? Forgetting all rules. If I could have any Pokemon right now, I would actually want it to be Genesect, and I would want them to. <laughs> I would want them to introduce a way to deal with the drives during that day. And it wasn't about catching a bunch of Genesect. It was doing tasks and interacting with other Pokemon to get these drives that you would use with Genesect to change its typing and all that stuff. Okay, so it would be a research event, you're, you're thinking, not a community day, obviously. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm I sorry. I didn't make that, that clear at all. People were probably like, we're a community day? I was like, well, I don't what? know. No, 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 no. No, a research event for sure. But do I have to pick one for community day? No, that's fine. Okay. Ratata. <laughs> no, the shiny's already out. I already have three of them. I don't want any. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. What about you, Kyle? <laughs> well, for me, I think a good candidate for a community day in particular it's a Pokemon. It has to fill one of three categories, basically. The Pokemon has to be interesting. The shiny has to be interesting. Or the move has to have some impact somehow. Right. Okay. Like in CDOT's case, the Pokemon is not that interesting. The move is low impact. The shiny is pretty good, but not great. So it makes it like a middling candidate for a community day. Of course, by standard, it's also a three-stage evolution, which therefore makes it a good candidate automatically, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I didn't consider that, but I guess that is inherently true of all community day choices. Minus two examples, but that's okay. Yeah, well, whatever. Outliers, am I right? And then a research event, I think, is best fit for a Pokemon that doesn't belong anywhere else, basically, which is why Snubble was kind of a weird choice. But for me, my most desired choice, unconventional. My idea is unconventional. Shieldon and Kranidos. It's a, a double community day since there are only one stage, two stage evolutions. And it's just one is super meta relevant and then one is very PvP relevant. It would be like a double feature to have for a community day. It'd be really exciting. Makes a slightly uncommon Pokemon more common. Of course, fossils are in eggs right now, so it's... It's not going to happen, but it's, you know, we can dream, right? We can dream. There are no laws against that. Well, I think you pretty much summed that up a lot better than I did. I was trying to get at what you were talking about, and you just did a lot better than I did. So uh, we don't, this isn't a competition, but you win, I guess. <laughs> if that matters to you, I'm not going to write it down, but you can. <laughs> I won. Uh, anyway, if you, if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, in your opinion, what makes a Pokemon a good candidate for Community Day or a research event, and what is your most desired choice, then you can answer the question when you post it on social, such as Facebook or Twitter, or you can send us an email or leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717. And speaking of voicemails... Voicemails... Yeah, we got one. I didn't want to make the same mistake twice. 
Yeah, so so here's a voicemail. Hey guys, this is Fish on a Heater, and I just wanted to talk about um, the highlight of my Pokemon Go week, which was um, I was on Messenger, and there was a girl there who was complaining that she couldn't beat Giovanni, and people were trying to help her out with this, like giving all the standard suggestions like, hey, use your Lucario or your Melmetal, you want to burn their shields as quickly as possible. She didn't seemed to do well with that advice she just got disheartened and said oh look i'm not level 40 um i'm gonna like leave it for now and come back when i am and so i decided to hop in and say hey look no i know you can do it um these rocket bosses are all about teaching you battle skills you know so like once you learn these skills you don't have to be level 40 or even have to have the best counters Uh, you can you can do it just by using some of these skills and i sent her a link to a video that i had made actually um a few months ago which um just showed a lot of those finer battle skills like your storing energy and your switching at the right time to trigger that two second pause and what type of matchups you want to look for and she saw that and said like oh yeah thanks i'll i'll check it out later and to be honest, I didn't think she would because <laughs> uh, people tend to tune out when I talk about this stuff. But nah, she she tagged me two hours later and said, oh, Fish, that video was amazing. Uh, just so eye-opening. Uh, it really helped me out. I realized what I was doing wrong, and I did it. I beat him. And she showed me a screenshot of her brand-new Shadow Entei. So that was a really cool moment, just uh, helping someone achieve something pretty much on their own. And, um, yeah, she would have just enjoyed her experience with the game a lot more after that um hope you guys are well i will see you guys around that's awesome thank you so much for the voicemail first of all but that's awesome i think one of the most difficult things about this game given that it has an extra social aspect to it is that when you want to help other people it's it's hard sometimes to read the situation be like, am I helping too much? Do they actually want my help? You know, are they yeah. trying to figure it out for themselves? And so for you to identify and be like, hey, here are some resources. I hope you do well. Like that sounds like it worked out great. That's awesome. And good on you for making resources and putting them out on like YouTube and stuff that other people can use. I'll try to find that video and put a link to it in the show notes if somebody is interested in also taking a look at what he has made. That was from Fish on a Heater from the Discord, by the way. Thank you very much for the voicemail. I think that's just the great moments that Pokemon Go lets us create is the interactions. You might have those interactions playing another game, but it's it's not quite the same as seeing somebody struggle doing Giovanni, doing Giovanni and being able to give them that help. And then, and then they come back to you telling you that your help actually let them succeed. It's just, it's a great feeling. It's a great moment of community. Yeah, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, thanks again for the voicemail. And now you could always send us also an email to mail at com. And speaking of emails. 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 We got to find out a much better way of doing this. I don't know if that works twice in a row. but <laughs> <laughs> This first one is from Kevin. Hey, Chris and Kyle. It's Kevin Red Bull here. Hi, Kevin Red Bull. How are you? You've used some of my answers to your PokePoll questions in the past. I wanted to email you guys and let you know the results of our day, our being myself and my girlfriend, New Little Tuna. First, I thought it was eight hours long. This is Philadelphia, by the way, I should say, his experience with Philadelphia. First, I thought it was eight hours long, didn't get early access, 
Come to find out it was only six because they had military time on the site, 12 to 18. <laughs> I had a fantastic day, minus playing roughly four and a half hours. I made off with 19 shinies total, five bronze ores, four Alolan Sandshrews, two Ponyta, two Poliwag, a Metatite, a Horsey, one Meryl, a Yanma. That's where you went. You have my Yanma. One Mr. Mime and the one guaranteed Voltorb. Also, I hatched a perfect Oshawott and found a perfect Zangoose in the wild. Nice. My girlfriend, new little Tuna, made off not quite as well as myself. She got 10 shinies total. Two Zangoose, two Poliwag, two Krabby, and Mr. Mime, and a little Sanctuary, which was hatched. That's pretty awesome. A Feebas, and of course, the guaranteed Voltorb. All in all, it was a great day. Just wish I'd pay more attention to the <laughs> time details. <laughs> I really hope to hear from you guys. I love the podcast and can't wait to hear the show every week. Have a great day. Kevin, thank you so much for writing and sharing your experience. It's good to hear that other people also killed it in Philadelphia and had just as much shiny luck, if not more in your case than I did. Uh, I accept Yanma uh, in the mail as well. That's fine. That's completely fine. It's also good to know that other people are as bad with time as I am, because (laughs) despite this being our third safari zone, I'm like, yeah, no, it starts at 11 o'clock. We're fine. It starts at 11 o'clock. What? I can understand 10 or noon or 8. But community <laughs> starts at 11. Community starts at 11. Yeah. So, so, so fight me, just, Chris. 11, 11 was never, ever in any of the communication. That's just so No, it wasn't. But my brain is just like, yeah, that sounds right. And so I slept till like 945 and then I woke up and did some things. And I opened my phone and Uh-oh. I'm like, oh. Whoops. Well, time to go get breakfast, I guess. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the email, Kevin. Next one's from Alex. Hey, GoCast. First off, I was wondering if I could give a small shout out to my wife. Absolutely. As a mainly solo player, especially on quarantine, it's really nice to have someone at home that you can talk to about Pokemon. It really helps me keep an interest in the game knowing I have a Poke partner. Oh. In my last email, I mentioned I was just around 8.5 million experience. Now at the time of writing this, which is today, the 12th. I'm clocking in at 14.6 million, 400,000 shy of level 39. Wow. wow. My, <laughs> amount, my account is just shy of hitting three months old on the 18th. So I figured I would give you guys a rundown of my totals up to now. Total shinies, 92. Whoa. Max Stardust held at one time, 2.6 million. I hope you spent all of that like immediately building like three raid teams or something. I've never had that much in the nope. history of the game. The most I've ever had was like 1.3. I remember I hit that 2 million and I spent a million. Yeah. I'm never I'm never going to get up to 2 million again. There's no oh, way. I can't, absolutely I can't hold on to it. No. Yeah, there's too much to spend stuff on. It's not like yeah. back in the day where you didn't have to spend as much. Right. Now there's just sinks all over the place. Yeah. Great plumbing. Pokemon caught 14,945. That's a pretty Woo! big number. Stop spun 4,625. Kilometers walked, 355. That's pretty impressive. That quarantine is showing, though, (laughs) in comparison to the other numbers. True. Gym hours defended, 3,511. That's a lot. I'm assuming Alex is living near some gyms. Pokedex entries, 489. Nice. Dang. That's that's pretty good. Killing it. I got the Kanto and Johto tasks 100% done fairly quickly, but the legendaries were nothing to write home about. Looking forward to Groudon for my Pokedex. Okay, I have to pick a fight. Nothing to write home about. Earthquake on Ho-Ho? What? No, that's fair. I, mean, I have I mean, no idea weird. how useful it's, it is. I would write home about saying, hey, can you believe this Ho-Ho? I got it. No, it's Earthquake. 
<laughs> Dear mom and dad, I know you guys don't care about Pokemon, but this hoa with earthquake is blowing my mind. Love you, Chris. <laughs> my dad would be like, hoa? I know that name. Yeah. That's a Pokemon. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long yeah. time. A long time. <laughs> Alex has answered the Poke Poll. I honestly have never seen gyms as a way to truly get coins effectively, as at most they were always seen as a discount to buying a larger item with the bulk coming from my own wallet. I like the diversity of getting five coins per day from tasks I achieve anyways, so I'm wondering what the final nerf will be for the gym coins per hour at the end of the testing phase. Yes, I think we're all kind of in the same boat yeah. there. Yeah. Well then, Chris, I got I got to ask you with with those numbers. What are your numbers at? This is a good time to to check some. What are my numbers at? Okay, yeah. For Pokemon caught, Kyle, I'm sitting at forty five thousand, just a little bit over that. Okay, I'm at uh twenty five thousand six hundred. Okay, well, twenty thousand of that's been just the past few months of you really going hard on some of these days. I tell you what, <laughs> man. For Pokestops visited, Alex has gotten. 4,625. I'm sitting at just under 23,000. Okay. I'm at 13,900. Okay. Distance walked is the one I'm interested for you, Kyle. Uh, you're, gonna, you're, you're probably like four times as much as me. <laughs> Distance walks for Alex is 355, although it's not a fair representation because it is during quarantine largely. I'm sitting at 3,648. Oh, you don't have nearly that much as I thought as I compared. I have 2,263. Okay, yeah, I don't have four times as many. I've just got like 50% more than you do. Yeah, okay. And that's about it. All right. Well, that's thanks for the fun. email, Alex. I like I like having a, an opportunity to compare uh, empirical data with Kyle. That's a good excuse <laughs> for sure. This next one is from Jackson. Okay, first off, the Nuzlocke is complete. Yay. Okay, you finish a Nuzlocke, dude? Congratulations. Congratulations. That's, that deserves more than just a yay. start over? Oh, that is the big question. Jackson, did you have to start <laughs> over? We want to know. We want to know. Question time. Do you have any love for any underrated Pokemon? For example, I like Victory Bell. Peace out, Jackson. So I think by underrated, he means not necessarily even if it's good or bad, just people don't appreciate the Pokemon as often as you would like them to, I guess. Mm-hmm. So who is your Victory Bell, Kyle? Uh, it's going to be Tropius. Okay. What is this? This kind of dinosaur with bananas growing out of its chin? Banana beard, banana beard. banana beard. It's got a banana beard. But like when you transfer it to Pokemon Go, it's it's really cool. Like it's a cool grass type that's got uses and that it's made me love it a little bit more, even though I still don't have one. <laughs> we'll get you one. Don't you worry. One, yeah, it's one. kind of hilarious. The glow up of usefulness in Pokemon Go. Everybody's like, ooh, Tropius. And before it was like Tropius who? Like, <laughs> it's something else, you know, like yeah. she, <laughs> Tropius showed up at prom without glasses on and her hair down. It was like a princess diary sort of situation <laughs> for sure. Okay. So my answer is a little bit weird, but I, I really, I've always liked area dose. I like area Dose's design. I think as far as spider Pokemon are concerned, it's one of the ones that looks the least offensive, like a, like a spider, you know? So I always wanted there to be more love for some of those initial designs. Also, I mean, Spinarak is cool. Who doesn't like a Skulltula reference? That's true. That's true. But all that said, Joltik and Galvantula are just the superior spider Pokemon. So they are. It makes because, sense that it's underrated. But they're popular. They're popular. Exactly. So that's I what I'm saying. Say it's like, that. that's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the consolation prize of being not first place 
is your last place and you also get a prize for that. Congratulations, Ariados. <laughs> but thank you so much for the email as always, Jackson. The next one's from Pranay. Hi, I'm Pranay Bansel. I'm one of the few Pokemon Go players in my town and I just got to hear about you guys on Spotify. And the next thing I'm doing is writing to you guys. I'm so in love with your work. Wow, really, really appreciate that. I'm glad. My question is, what is your favorite starter, both appearance and stats from each region? Keep up the good work. Peace. All right. We're going down the list, Chris. Are you ready? I'm ready. I've got a list pulled up in front of me. Kanto. We're going to do this quick. So it's it's our favorite from each each generation? Yes. Okay. Kanto. Charmander. Charmander. Okay. <laughs> good. Glad we're Johto. in on that one. Johto. Johto. Cyndaquil. Totodile. Okay, all right, that's fine. I, I can agree with that one. Hoenn, Torchic, Trico. I also respect that quite a bit. Okay, here's where we might start to differ. Sinnoh. I'm going to say Chimchar. I, I'm also going to say Chimchar. Mostly because really? I'm not a fan of the other two rather than I like Chimchar. Piplup is rad. So. I think Empoleon is great, but you Piplup like is Piplup? just meh. Bro, oh man. Okay, cool. Unova, I'm going with Snivy, baby. Oh, it's a hundred percent Snivy. Yeah, I don't think you can really argue that one. If it wasn't for the fact that Embor was what it was, <laughs> Pepe would have my vote. But <laughs> Samurott's a straight up Digimon, so whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in Kalos, I'm gonna actually have to go with uh Fennekin. I just don't like the other two. I like Greninja, but Fennekin's my favorite starter. Oh, no, it's definitely Froakie. Froakie for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't Greninja like Frogadier. So cool. I didn't care for Froakie, but Greninja was the reason I eventually went Froakie, you know, uh, like in a second playthrough. But mm-hmm. the first playthrough, 100% Fennekin, just because it was a fire psychic. That's so cool. All right, for Alola, <laughs> Rowlet, hands down. Uh huh. Oh, 100%. I think Rowlet's one of the best design starters, like, period. Yeah. Yep, an owl with a leaf bow tie. Sign me up any day of the week. I don't care. Let's do it. And then he evolves and becomes grass ghost. Come on. Come on. It's really good. And now. Lastly. lastly Galler. I mean, it's. Score bunny. It's score bunny. Because we're, it's both, score bunny. we're both score bunny honeys. We're both score bunny honeys. <laughs> That's, That's true. Grookey is great. Savile is bad. Um, I stand on that. Really? Yes. Do you still do you still not like Intellion too? I still really dislike Intellion. Okay, I can I can appreciate and respect that, but yes, Score Bunny is just it's just too good. It's just too good. Grookey Gang, I see you, but <laughs> on this show, Score Bunny honeys, and that's it. Thank you very much for the email, Prene. We really appreciate that. Lastly, we have an email from John. So I'm having strong feelings about legendaries being removed from rewards and go battle league. It was a great incentive for me to keep battling as raids are inconsistent for me. Can you ever see a time where they might return to GBL? It's just smarting for them suddenly being removed without any real reason. Sorry for whining at you. Thanks for all the entertainment during lockdown. Regards, McNellian. Okay, so the question is, first of all, it's an opinion that they're not happy that legendaries are being removed from the go battle league reward pool. And then the question is, do we think that they'll be reintroduced? Kyle, you want to take a shot at this one? I honestly thought they were here to stay. So having them removed is not a good sign for them to ever come back. Unfortunately. 
Okay, really? You're having the opposite opinion than I thought that you would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was never under the impression that they, it was going to be a permanent thing. It was, for me, it was what was going to carry us through until remote raids or pandemic subsided, whatever came first. I knew it was in place of, tr- like, there was a brand new raid boss that was out at the time that they wanted people to get. And we couldn't get it safely because of raiding, but they didn't want to take the Pokemon out of the game. And so they threw it in the next best thing, which was go battle league. And also they were trying to push their new feature. So I don't know. I followed the breadcrumbs and I didn't quite think that it was permanent, I guess, but I could see why people would think that for sure. I just, it's such a good incentive to get people to do go battle league. Yeah. And once all this is over and we go back to the walking requirement for go battle league, which is going to feel terrible, by the way. Yeah. It limits the flow of legendaries that way, too. So people can still get their legendaries to fill their decks, but they're not going to farm as many versions or as much candy as they can currently. True, 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 true. But they can always go back and do the raids and stuff like that. But then you need like a group and the whole thing. Yeah, but that's I'm just saying that there's nature. There's a restricting nature to go battle league. That means legendaries being there is not like a balance problem to me okay well yeah fair enough i will say i will i will adjust my stance that it would make sense for them to put the legendary encounter in the premium track since you use what was initially a pass for it right and the free track not so much i think it would be kind of cool if they put it back in the premium track for that and still as a chance like you spent a pass yes you get increased rewards but you also have a chance at encountering a legendary pokemon right mm-hmm that's the only way that I could that I could square that in my head, I suppose. But yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't under the impression that it was going to stick around. I thought it was just kind of like a in the meantime sort of thing. Very interesting. And with that, I think I think that's it for that answer. Thank you so much for the email, John. Really quite appreciate it. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email as well. Again, the email address is mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. You're going to visit our website at gocastpodcast.com for everything relating to our show, including <laughs> that contact information if you need it again, for sure. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the Gocast Podcast. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast, where as little as $1 a month gets you access to our patron-exclusive Discord, which is just the most stellar sort of place. We hold these remote tournaments. It's a good time, especially during quarantine. We're all just kind of hanging out and talking with each other. It's fantastic. But if monetary support isn't your dealio, you can also just leave us a review on iTunes, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you might be. A review helps us out immensely. So if you could take the time, that'd be great. Thanks so much. Before we wrap this up entirely, though, Mr. Kyle, we have to give ourselves some purpose for next week. Some something that it's measurable, achievable, you know, like goals. Some, some kind of goal, you might say. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. I would say that. So uh, why don't you go first, as is our custom? Okay, well, we have the Hoenn weekly challenge starting this week oh the the hoenn throwback challenge yes we do yeah that happens i want to finish that that's gotta happen i'm gonna max out another ghost this week it's gonna be chandelure oh not i'm gonna power up i'm gonna max it out it's gonna be done because thanks to this safari zone i caught boatloads of 
Litwick and I pinapped every single one, tagged them, and I'm going to trade them to my girlfriend for the extra candy. And then I'm going to transfer them and then I'm going to be good to power it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to ask you because there were tons of Litwick out how you did. And that that's great. I'm happy you, you got what you needed. And I want to try and get a Verizian. That's that's my third goal. Do you have a Verizian thus far? Let me double check. I'm pretty sure I don't, though. <gasps> you don't? So. Okay. Well, then that's uh, a good goal to get. I do not. I only have Kabalian. Okay. Well, hopefully you can grab a Verizian before this week is through. So for you, Kyle, I've got the Hoenn throwback. Max your chandelier because you were blessed with candy, lit with candy. And Verizian. You want to catch a Verizian this week? Yep spectacular okie dokie for myself it's going to be complete the hoe and throwback because of course it's gonna be fun i want to max a fortress which is next on my max bug <laughs> list i never it, thought i'd have to do is, this is it gonna be a shiny fortress no my shiny fortress is currently kitted out for pvp so okay, i have another one that i will use uh, that is actually a higher level he's got 1659 cp so he looks like he's at level 30 or something like that so Hopefully it won't be too steep. I can actually tell you right now with this handy dandy tool they've got in this game. Now, I know. I love it. It makes my <gasps> nightmare so much easier. Yeah. Well, it also makes it a lot more visible for me. 186,000 Stardust still on 214 candy. Oh, oh geez. Man. I'm going to wait to pull this trigger later on in the week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there's, there's that. Max Fortress. Do my Hoenn throwback, like I said. And finally, I really just want to snag a cool 200,000 Stardust so I can at least break even after powering this bad boy Okay. Up. That sounds good. That's reasonable. That's a responsible goal. <laughs> okay, cool. And, th- and that brings us to the actual end of the show. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening all the way through. It was another long one. Yahoo! See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.